Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 13th, 2024. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Evolution of a Witch. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Coco Chanel. So we're talking about jasmine this week. And yesterday we talked about the history of jasmine. And today we're going to talk about the spiritual and magical properties. And this comes to us from OriginalBotanica.com. Among the multitude of flowers that adorn our world, jasmine stands out as a mystical gem. Revered as one of the mightiest botanical elements in magic and spellwork, it allure reaches beyond mere beauty. The name jasmine itself is a whisper of its divine roots. Springing from the Persian word yasmin, which paints it as a gift from God. So, yeah. Throughout history, the enchanting jasmine flower has been deeply embedded in numerous cultural and religious contexts from around the globe, embodying different meanings and uses. It's a token of peace in the Middle East, symbolizing amiability and attachment, while in China, the jasmine flower signifies femininity, love, and beauty, which is why we're talking about it this week, because love. Now, uh, aromatherapy-wise, jasmine can aid in the process of emotional healing, facilitating the release of trauma and restoring balance. Its calming scent cultivates optimism and instills confidence, offering significant support for individuals recovering from emotional turmoil. And the magic doesn't stop there. The intoxicating fragrance of jasmine incense is a lullaby that guides you into the world of dreams making it a comforting companion for those who find sleep elusive. Now, for love, because hello, um, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Uh, draped in white, Jasmine is more than just a beautiful face. It is a powerful magnet for spiritual love and desire. It whispers secrets of passion through its heady fragrance, playing the perfect role in the symphony of love drawing spells. Like a gentle lullaby, it calms the mind while stirring the depths of our sensuality, opening hearts to the divine beauty all around us. Lovely. So, yes, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Oh, I also wanted to let you guys know, I did do, like, a little Patreon bonus where I just, like, share the hot goss of the Charmed cast drama. So if you're into that, check it out. And don't judge me. It's just really titillating. I, I couldn't keep away. So anyways, if you want to hear me just talk about that, uh, it is a Patreon bonus if you want to check it out. All right, witches. Moving into some headlines. This comes to us from irishpost.com. The ancient Irish traditions which led to the creation of America's Groundhog's Day. 
So we talked about Groundhog's Day last week because it was Groundhog's Day, obviously. And I think we're getting an early spring, Phil said this year. Anyways, I only recently learned that the groundhog wasn't literally like literally seeing its shadow. I know. Sometimes we're just blind to our own little cultures, you know. Uh I like it was literally this year where I was like, oh, so it's not seeing its shadow. It's just a it's just like a gimmick. Because I had never thought about it. Anyways, so this comes to us from Irishpost.com. Most people, when they hear Groundhog Day, think of the sleepy mammal that emerges from underground to help predict if spring is on the way or if there's six more weeks of winter ahead of us. If you don't picture that, then your mind probably goes straight to the 1993 star, uh, film starring Bill Murray, which is one of my favorite movies. But there's a reason that Groundhog Day lands on February 2nd each year. It's linked to St. Bridget, or the Celtic festival Embolc, which celebrates the goddess Bridget. Super cool. So legend has it that Calais would hope on February 1st that it would be bright and sunny, which would wake her up early and allow her to gather enough firewood to keep warm during the long winter, which was still to come. If the day was dark and gloomy, Calig would sleep through the day and be unable to gather more firewood, meaning spring was on its way. It's already uh, possible to see where the Groundhog Day tradition of predicting six more weeks of winter came from. But before Imbolc became Groundhog Day, it was assimilated into Christianity with Candlemas, which celebrates the purification of Virgin Mary. So yeah, I kind of had no idea. I think it was Teresa on our Facebook group who said, who like gave me the nod of indication that uh, Groundhog's Day was related to Bridget. I thought that was super cool. All right, witches, I'm turning this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, February 13th. The waxing crescent moon charges the breach in Aries today. Here, the moon squares Venus. Venus is working hard in Capricorn, motivated to do its very best. The moon in Aries is loath to let anything get in its way, but Venus is encouraging a measured pace. It's easy to get excited when things start speeding up, but the pace is not always sustainable. Keep the enthusiasm, but manage the expectations. Short bursts is what this day calls for, but you must make sure they're pushing in the right direction. Play the pauses. Allow space for a break and rest and a quick check of the map. Your daily moon mantra is, it doesn't matter how slowly you go, as long as you don't stop. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Revolution of a Witch is a prompt journal made for witches by witches. Do you believe in good versus evil? What three items would be used to summon you? Who has been the most impactful person in your practice? These questions are meant to not only help you think about life from new perspectives, but to elevate your magic as well. Whether you want to write your responses and move on, or use this journal as a jumping-off point for future conversations with friends, Evolution of a Witch is a judgment-free space for you to share your thoughts and ideas. Evolution of a Witch by best-selling author Tanya Brown is available for order online at your local bookshop or wherever books are sold.
All right, we are back. So this comes to us from a listener, Rebecca. Rebecca says, good morning, Tanya and witchy friends. I know you haven't covered these in a while, but I wanted to send you a witch win. After listening to your podcast about messages through dreams, it made it much easier for me to remember and interpret the dream message I was given last night. To know that it was a message and not just a dream or my subconscious processing. I have always had very vivid dreams and even my nightmares are colorful and terrifying. Last night, I believe that I was given a message. The difference between this and a regular dream was how it got my attention. As you and Kiki discussed, it basically slapped me on the back of the head saying, pay attention by using an animal in danger and pain, something I couldn't ignore. It changed my normal dream to a message. I drove around town in such a dangerous way trying to get it help, but in the process, I put it, myself, and everyone around me in danger. I 100% believe this was a message, a message reminding me to slow down and pay attention to how my actions and words affect myself and others. Just like on a plane, you put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone else. If you're unconscious, you're not going to be helping anyone. Actions and words have consequences, and that I need to be more careful with both. I have to thank you and Kiki. If you had not done such a wonderful job, thank you. I don't want to read praise. It's so it, it feels super conceited. Um, just I mean I have to know the difference. But yay, which win? Yay! Oh my gosh, I am so happy for you. We next have a question from listener Portia. Portia writes, I want to develop a daily practice that I can stick to. Or I want to know how to do gratitude work and mean it. Oh, I know. That's hard. The second, because I think sometimes we've taken something for granted for so long, we forget to be thankful for it. Oof. Okay. Let's first talk about gratitude and then we'll talk about a daily practice. So when it comes to gratitude, it's hard, especially when you say the part, I want to do gratitude work and mean it. That's like the sticking point, right? You want to mean it. But I'm going to be really, really honest. I don't feel like, I feel like you have to go through the phase where it feels and genuine first before you can get to the point where you mean it, you know, because you're kind of training your brain, right? So for example, when you maybe when you're a child and you hit your your sister and your mom goes say you're sorry and you're like I don't you know you say you're sorry but you don't mean it right you're like sorry um but then when you like you're training right so like think about that with gratitude right you have the moment where you're like I should be grateful for this. You can stop and go, I'm grateful. And yeah, it feels fake. You feel like you're forcing it. Uh, but over time, you will mean it, right? So then when you're a teenager and you hit your sister with the door, you're, you say sorry, but you actually mean it, right? Because you were trained to mean it. Does that make sense? And then with gratitude, gratitude also is such a mindfulness thing such a mindfulness like you can't be you can't have gratitude if you're not paying attention to the world around you you know you have to be in the moment you have to be present so if you really want to work on gratitude i would say first work on 
being present and mindfulness, and that will equal gratitude. A great example is I really, really love mornings. There's something about mornings that just make me feel really happy and still and complete and Oh, it's the best thing in the world. And sometimes I'm sure some of you who have gotten readings from me have gotten this message from me. Sometimes I'll do readings in the morning. And if the sun is shining in just right, and maybe I have some flowers on the table that I picked up from the store, I get kind of hit with this mindfulness and this peace. And I've done recordings where I'm like, oh, it's the morning and it's just so beautiful. I'm sure some of you have gotten that. Um, So that is when you find gratitude, right? When you find mindfulness. So for me, for example, the mornings when I'm hit with that, oh, it's just so beautiful and there's a flower here. And oh, like when I'm hit with that moment, all of a sudden it's wow, I can't believe how happy I am. I can't believe how grateful I am for everything. This chair I'm sitting in, the morning outside, the house I'm sitting in. Like, I think mindfulness has to come first. It's really hard to be grateful when we're not being mindful. Does that make sense? So I think if that's something you really want to work on, I would first start with mindfulness. I hope that was helpful. Now, uh, how to develop a daily practice. Okay, so I, this is something I struggle with. Uh, Routines are very, very important to me, but I also do struggle with them. Uh, I I think I have that thing, I forget what it's called, but you know how some people are really, really good at forming habits, right? They can get up and do a series of events without thinking. I really, really struggle with that and I always have. I have to remember to brush my teeth every day. I have to remember to shower every day. Like I have to rem- like it it doesn't come naturally to me. Like habits don't come naturally. And there's a name for that, but I forget what it is. Um and I feel like we have to treat daily practices similar to how we treat our morning routine. Right? So what's your morning routine? You get up, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you put on your moisturizer, you walk the dog, you make the coffee, right? And depending on your personality or your brain type, that process is easier for some than others. So let's say it is really easy for you, right? If it is really easy for you to create routines, then sit down and go, okay, what do I want my routine to look like? And you can pick things. Uh, I like to pick some groundedness. So I love meditation. I I think meditation every day is the secret to like a powerful magic and mindfulness and uh, groundedness and all that good stuff. So I would say a really great morning routine would have meditation, maybe a little divination if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, if you're a moon witch, maybe you check the moon phase every single day. I think that's really neat. I think it'd be a great way to connect to the moon during the day. Um, I also, if you're a kitchen witch, maybe doing a little bit of a coffee spell or a tea spell. If you're into crystals, maybe go to your crystal station. Is that what you call them? Go to your crystal setup and go, okay, which crystal do I want today in my pocket or my purse or my bra, you know, or my sock? So I think it does depend on you, but pretend like you're doing a morning routine, right? So again, get up, brush your teeth, wash your face walk dog, coffee. But instead go, okay, um, you know, meditation, 
hard pull crystal station make my tea so you can create it that same way and then depending on how your brain works if you're good at habits or routines or not you treat it the same way you treat the other thing if you have to write down the list every day to remember to brush your teeth and wash your face then you're likely going to have to write down a list to help you remember a daily practice as well okay so i hope that's helpful um you know this comes from me struggling you know i i, I really struggle to uh, form routines and habits, even, uh, but I need routines. Routines are extremely important to my functioning. If I don't have routines, I tend to forget too many normal maintenance-y things, and then I suddenly feel out of control, and that's not a good feeling for me. Um, I have OCD. I've shared that, so out of controlness uh, gets real ugly real fast for me. So uh, depending on how your brain works, you might just have to kind of really have to remind yourself. And I know that's not fun. I, I think I have struggled with the need to understand the, my reality of how I function versus the fantasy of how I wish I functioned, right? And I think I spent way too long just wishing I was this effortless, elegant creature. And until you accept the reality of how you function and how you work, You'll just always struggle with wanting the fantasy of how you feel like it should be versus the reality of what you need and what tools you need to do what you want to do. Because wouldn't you so much rather be doing the things you want to do, such as a morning daily practice on your terms, rather than constantly not doing it because you're trying to be like everyone else, you know? So just some things to think about. All right, witches. Oh, I have a great question. I want to know what everyone's morning routines are. Oh, okay. I need to implement this because one, I want to know. So, okay, here's what I want you to do. Hear me out. Go to the website, which is witchdailyshow.com. And then I want you to go to the contact page. And you're going to fill out the contact form. I want you to tell me if you have a daily practice or daily routine magical uh, and what it is. And I'm going to share it because I think that could be really inspiring for everybody. Okay. All right. All right, witches. I am wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I do have some shout outs. First shout out is Jess Jensen. Jess. You innocent, sparkling unicorn nurse. Alina, you beautiful, bedazzled muskox. Amy Sues, you formidable, scholarly dragon. And Christina Benfield, you badass, sweet sunset. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And that's all I've got for you today. Wait, no, I have some housekeeping. Uh, Witch Watch Wednesday is tomorrow. So if you're on the Patreon, uh, this is for all tiers. We do a little witchy watch where um, I'm watching Charm season one right now. So you can watch Charmed with me. Like you can watch the whole episode on Patreon with me in the corner. And during commercial breaks, I give you my thoughts. And is it just wholly my opinion? Yes. Um, but I have fun. So that's what it is. And also I did it knowing that like one listener would be into it. And I am 
that dedicated. So uh, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>